welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. Another way that volunteers from the community help the Park District is by quietly assisting our staff in maintaining the parks. This can range from an hour of litter picking to a season-long commitment to weed, plant, and mulch a specific area like the Riverwalk. Almost anyone can get involved in some way, including young children with their families, school groups, individuals, local businesses, service clubs, churches, and scouts. Today, I'm happy to welcome as our guests Tiffany Pico and Rachel West, two Naperville Park District employees who coordinate a variety of volunteer projects out in our parks. Thanks for joining me today, Tiffany and Rachel. Thanks for having us. So to start off, uh, would each of you give an example of a volunteer project out in the parks that was especially helpful to you in your work? Um, The first thing that comes to mind for me is that the Keller Williams group has a red day, they call it. Every year, every Keller Williams across the country shuts down their business for the morning, and they go out in their community and give back. And they have partnered with the Park District now for three years. We come up with a variety of projects for them. Um, Up to 100 people at the Naperville and Plainfield offices come out to Naperville and help us out in our parks. We do tasks like mulching and weeding. Um, We've gone through our natural areas and done some invasive removals. Everything they've come out to do is very helpful. It makes a huge impact to have that many people come out and help every division of the Park District across the entirety of Naperville. That's impressive. Oh, I didn't realize it was a national initiative for the company. Yes. Wow. And and you know this in advance, so you can really plan. Yeah, we uh, months in advance. They know the date, and then we can get our projects together and have everything planned for them for that day. Oh, that's terrific. How about you, Rachel? Yeah. So, um, my expertise is in uh, natural areas management and Mm so I uh, just get really excited when we have volunteers come to do like natural areas works invasive removal um, planting seeding stuff like that Um, and what's really cool about natural areas work is that you don't necessarily have to be skilled you just have to be shown how to do it uh, and then you can go out and do it Um, Wygan is one of our organic parks and so it's really important when we have volunteers there because the amount of effort it takes to actually control the weeds Mm. without herbicides is really extensive and so when we have a lot of hands it like really does make the work go a long long way Um, an example I can think of is in, in fall of 2021 we had a small group of maybe about five or six folks come and they were they weren't a group they were just kind of random folks that needed like a one-off opportunity for like high school or you know whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and they came and we deadheaded teasel for the morning and so what's really cool about that is that we were able to um, just remove that teasel from the seed bank so that way we don't have to worry about like future infestations of teasel in that area and everyone had fun and uh, they were really excited to do it Uh, and we at the end of our project we learned that uh, we estimated that we uh, removed about like nine million seeds from the work that we did so we prevented that much seed from going into the seed bank which would really make a big impact oh yeah now Wigan is right along the river right Mm -hmm. 
And I've seen Teasel, I've been shown what it is, and it is very invasive. It's extremely invasive. Mm -hmm. And because we can't use herbicide, we have to use um, other methods, uh, Mm -hmm. which are less effective and more time consuming. So uh, volunteers are essential in that context. Oh, sure. And Tiffany, when you were working on the maintenance of the Riverwalk, you organized a group of volunteers that met regularly to assist you with uh, a lot of different tasks. How did those groups begin and what were they able to accomplish? So I started with a group that we ended up naming the Trailmasters. The idea behind that is I had an area of the Riverwalk at the West End called the Scent Woods. And unfortunately, in a lot of our park maintenance work, the natural areas kind of get pushed to the back burner during the season Mm -hmm. when we have so many other things going on. Uh, more in like the downtown area with the flowers and the areas that people pay more close attention to. And so we would always get pulled to work on those projects. And I never really had a schedule to get me into the woods. So I actually created this group that met once every other week for two and a half hours because it got me into the woods once every other week for two and a half hours. And I had um, up to five people at times helping us out. Sometimes we would have a few people that would just come once um, that would help us during the day for whatever reason they came up with. Um, But we had people out there. We actually were able to remove over the eight years that I worked with this group almost all of the honeysuckle and buckthorn through that woodland. Wow, that's amazing. Um, By doing that from March to November, we were able to clear and work on the garlic mustard in the springtime and the dame's rocket in the summer and all of that honeysuckle. And it's amazing to walk through there now and be able to see how much better it looks compared to when we started. Um, The idea of that group was to train the volunteers in invasive removal that then they could go out with Mm -hmm. another group of volunteers to help lead some certain projects um, to kind of help us out a little bit so it's not just, you know, one of us leading a bunch of groups. So it didn't really turn into that, unfortunately. Um, We are always looking for people who are interested in that sort of thing to join us. Um, But unfortunately, that didn't go there. But it would be nice to one day (laughs) to get back into that. That's a great idea, though, to train volunteers to lead other volunteers. Yes, especially those that have time. Um, A lot of the people who worked with me are retired and Mm -hmm. looking for a way to help out in the community. And if they have the time to be able to commit to returning Mm -hmm. um, on a certain schedule, then, you know, that's the type of people we're really looking for that are committed and able to come in and help us. Well, I've walked through that area um, of St. Woods and noticed... I remember going out there to take a few pictures and just noticing all the varieties of flowers that are blooming. And what's incredible is a lot of those flowers just came back naturally after we got rid of the honeysuckle and the buckthorn. We didn't go back in and reseed. All of those were there just waiting for sunlight. And once we got rid of (laughs) those overstory thick shrubs, um, those were able to come back. And it was amazing to walk through there. I got excited like a kid in a candy store (laughs) running through and going, oh, look at this. Flowers (laughs) that were hidden for so long. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know if people are are familiar with those two shrubs that are very uh, problematic. Very problematic. Um, They're one of the worst ones that we've got in our woodlands because they leaf out earlier in the spring. They keep their leaves later into the fall and they grow so thick with each other Mm -hmm. that they shade out 
everything, uh, including some of our native trees that need to sprout oh, sure. and start replacing some of that older canopy as it goes on. If you leave that honeysuckle and buckthorn for too long, eventually that's all you're going to have. And we're not going to oh, have uh, new yeah. oak seedlings and other things coming through. Oh, that's really important to know. So after a year with the Trailmasters, um, it was successful, and um, I saw an opportunity to create a second group, and we named these the Deadheaders. <laughs> um, the idea behind this group is that they would help me with more of the detail work that, again, because we're so busy, mm. I wasn't necessarily able to get to um, when peonies are done flowering and you can cut those back. And sure. when salvias are done flowering, if you cut them back, they may flower again. Oh. Um, but it's it's things like that that was more of the detailed. I didn't have to get to it. And so the other things always took priority. So mm. this was a way that they would help me do more of that detail work. So we called it the deadheaders because we spent a lot of time deadheading the flowers. But we did some weeding and other things along the way. And they would help me through more of that downtown area by the administration building and mm. and um, the area of the river walk by the dandelion fountain that so many people visit it yeah. was really great to have their help with me to do more of that detailed work and make a bigger impact on the river walk I talked to them uh, to write a, a blog post and they seem very enthusiastic like they they were so appreciative of what you taught them about gardening and about the flowers and you know I think I think that kept them motivated. Yes, definitely. And I do try to teach people as well. Um, we don't want you just to come in and then we say, okay, work on this. We want you to understand why you're doing what you're doing and mm -hmm. what an impact this is making and how you can make a difference in your own yard as well. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. education we try to share um, to let people know what bigger impact they could make even when they leave us. And That's go right. Back home. They take that knowledge with them. Exactly. And both Tiffany and Rachel, what are some other benefits that volunteers experience? Um, I would say from my perspective of the regular groups, mm. they really get to know a park or an area and take ownership of it. And they feel pride in what they're doing. And if you're doing something like weeding, mulching, or planting, you can turn around and see the immediate results of what you're doing. You, you show up and you see this weeded area and then when they come through and pull those weeds and then you look back or spread that mulch and it looks so much better. It's just an immediate satisfaction yeah. of what an impact you just made in your time that you were here. Yeah, if I could just say yeah. something to that, that as well. Um, I have found, especially with like uh, like our litter picking groups, um, that they understand the impact of kind of that urban and uh, forest connection. Mm -hmm. um, and they can really see, I have this map that I like to show folks to show how we're connected to the ocean basically. And we follow the river from Naperville to the Mississippi and out into right, the ocean. Right. And then people really get the sense of just because I'm picking up this bit of litter in Naperville, it really is making a global impact. Um, so yeah. Nice. Uh, the idea of volunteering regularly reminds me of the Adopt-A-Park program that we have, uh, where a group can officially commit to taking care of a park or even a small part of a park, like a trail or a field or something, uh, for at least a year. Um, how have you seen this program help parks? So I work with uh, the Kiwanis group, and they have adopted Veterans Park, um, and they've been a consistent presence in the park for years, um, and they've really developed a sense of ownership 
to the park. Um, they come in monthly and they just help us with maintenance tasks. Um, just yesterday, they helped us mulch all of the tree beds, um, oh, wow. which was a significant uh, load. Um, and they they worked alongside of us in this instance because it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you typically they'll just um, go out and work independently with like a bit of guidance from staff um, and having a consistent presence in the park like that is really significant um, especially throughout the very busy season when uh, you know we staff are extremely busy trying to just keep the parks looking good Um, if we have a group that can come and help out and feel invested like the Kiwanis does it really does make a good impact. Over the years local scout troops have often partnered with the park district to plan a one-day project, adopt a park, or complete eagle or gold projects in the parks. And just this past week, Rachel, you helped an eagle scout candidate to plant a pollinator garden. Uh, Would you tell us about this project and what made it successful? Yeah, so this was a project that was uh, funded from Earth Day in the Park, uh, which was provided by the Illinois DNR and the Illinois Conservation Foundation. The stipulations of the grant were that we plant 14 species specified uh, by the grant uh, administrator and that we have a youth group uh, mm-hmm. implement and install the planting. Um, and fortunately enough, we had an Eagle Scout candidate, Austin, who was like eager um, to have a project like this. Um, and he just absolutely hit the ground running. He did an amazing job. Um, you know, we um, supplied all of the tools and we supplied um, the plant material, but he really took care of the rest of it. Um, this weekend, he had his local troop come in and they planted um, 500 plugs. That's, that's a yeah. lot of plants. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and it was really incredible to see the leadership training that he acquired through the scouts group because he did an excellent job of like leading his peers and uh, just being really mature and delegating tasks. Um, and it's really great when we have um, young volunteers, especially like that, who mm feel a commitment to conservation in particular. One other question I had for both of you. Um, At this time, the Park District is experiencing a shortage of seasonal workers, just the same as a lot of businesses. Um, And looking ahead to summer and fall, what are some ways that volunteers can help the Park District? Anything. Um, (laughs) Anything that people want to do, if they can connect with our volunteer manager, she can reach out to the different parks divisions. We're very diverse. Um, We have a variety of tasks that need to be done, like um, something simple as litter picking, weeding playgrounds, mulching projects, um, invasive species removal out in our natural areas. Always need help. So if anybody's interested in being outside, in learning more about the parks that they live near, uh, we have a task for you. (laughs) It can be individual. You can get a group together. It doesn't matter. Um, Whatever you're interested in, we will find something to match what your interest is. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. 